When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, I'm Yannick Hanfman. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudler. This is Sebastian Ofer. It's Mark Andrea Wessler. I am Francisco Serundolo. And, and you're listening to the Game Podcast. podcast. Hopefully you enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) Novak Djokovic comes in. He steals the title. He wins the 23rd Grand Slam. He's the first guy in history to win 23 Grand Slams. Alcaraz is going to win Roland Garros this year. He wants to be the greatest player. He wants to emulate some of the big goats of the game. I think Iga's going to win Roland Garros and win it back-to-back. It doesn't happen often. Iga Sriantec is going to be picking up her third in the men's Daniel Medvedev. Rude winning Roland Garros. Akhtapenko is going to get her second Roland Garros title. Carlos Alcaraz is going to win the men's title. Iga Sriantec is going to uh, to win on the women's. Daniel Medvedev and Jessica Pabula will bring home the trophy this year. Novak Djokovic clinching between the third and then on the women's side, Rinko Ostapenko. On the women's side, been on fire, has won titles on every surface. Her name is Elena Rabakina. And on the men's, Carlos Alcaraz will win his first French Open. Novak Djokovic is the 2023 Roland Garros champion. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Oh, I absolutely stonking day of tennis it has to be said day three is over and we thought we'd just bring you a pre-recorded podcast obviously it's quite late here in the UK just gone midnight we're going to put this one out for you but what a day of tennis I mean I, I thought it was good for the first couple of days but the way it kicked off today Five setter after five setter after five setter, JG, and I don't even know where to start. <laughs> well, I bet you're kicking yourself. You had to go to the office. Ah. Um, <laughs> you missed out on a really great day of tennis, but I know you've been having an eye on it in the office, and I don't even know where to begin. Like you said, so many of the men's matches went to five sets today. They have done really 
in this opening round. And I know we've got some tweets lined up, so we'll go through them. And on the women's side, I would say my assessment of the first round, because of course we've had all of the first round matches played now, is there's not really been many women who have blown me away with their performances. I don't think I've looked at anyone and thought, wow, you can really go on and win this event. I thought Rabakina was a little bit slow. I thought Eager was a little bit slow. Coco Goff was a little bit as well. Sabalenka, I guess, probably the best performer. Uh, But her opponent, I didn't think, I think her mind was on too much of the politics and she wasn't really focused on the tennis. And it's really been difficult to grasp that one player on the women's who has started round one in an electric form. The only real name is Mira Andreva. I thought she was outstanding, but you can't really look into too much of it. And of course, this is just me saying it after round one. It means nothing. Uh, Djokovic wasn't amazing in his round one but it doesn't mean much because, as we know, as the event goes on, you want to play your best tennis in the second week of any slam. And I'm sure some <laughs> of these ladies can do that. Uh, but, yeah, that was just my initial assessment of everything. I think that's fair. I think um, the some of the youngsters who have come into this tournament, I think there was something you were alluding to prior to the tournament starting as well that we might see it open up maybe on the women's side with some of these young players coming through, showing the, well, I say the older ones, how it's done. Don't think Eager's really that old, but Eager's sometimes a slow starter. I mean, she bageled her in the second set and then we're all back to normal again with Eager. So I don't think we can really focus too much on Eager's performance. I don't think the only person of note who went out who we thought made trouble Eager in the first week or the first Part of our draw is uh, Klaichikova out, yep. a former champion, gone uh, in easy fashion as well. Wasn't even competitive. Um, not sure what's, what's happening with her at the moment. She'll probably go on and win the doubles, knowing her. <laughs> but like you said, the women's, I, I feel like the the standout performers, I think Diane Parry, really good performance, knocked out Kalinina and Amelia Andreeva. And they will face each other in round two. I think that that is, for me, the popcorn match for, for women's round two. I was impressed by Ons Jabur actually, just looking through the results, uh, because her opponent, Bronzetti, has been in really good form prior to this. So that was a good result, considering Jabur's low on confidence. Um, but yeah, let's just see how it all plays out. Let's get through some of the tweets, and we're going to start with uh, the men's, and Jose Morgado sums it up, really, in a tweet. What an unbelievable first round the 64th and last men's single match is, guess what, going to five. And that, of course, was Monfils Baez. We're going to talk about that one in depth because that was the real popcorn standout match for me in the first round. And he says here, 20 uh, matches out of the 64 went to five. It's an Sorry. all-time record at the Open Era. And he's here for it. And I'm here for it as well because we do love the long matches as a tennis fan. They're not great to commentate on. (laughs) I don't like commentating on long matches. And people will be like, oh, you're a tennis fan. Why don't you like just sitting there commentating? Because usually before I did this podcast, I would sit there and watch it in a bit of a trance. I'd have my phone on the other hand. I'd be scrolling. I'd maybe be eating or drinking. It's a different kind of experience than sitting there commentating on a long match I don't particularly like doing it for that length of time um, of course there's some circumstances where 
I don't mind. And I am very vocal anyway, which I would be with the tennis, especially when Rafael Nadal's playing. But yeah. sometimes it's just not the one. Um, I, but yeah, I know Carl what you mean. Who did do five sets today. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. That the, Some of those matches, they, they can go on for hours. Obviously, the most notable one that we did cover, which was five hours, 24, the Nadal Medvedev yeah. <laughs> final. It yeah, but don't Medvedev. get me wrong. They're different. Like, yeah. They're the ones I don't mind commentating on to that length. But usually, don't get me wrong, I want a five-set match. Well, I just don't some... want to be commentated on it. Well, the the main match that I did actually watch today and I tried to uh, as much as possible because I was saying it. I was even saying it this, this morning as well before uh, a tennis ball was hit. I said, "Say, uh, well, get the pronunciation right because I've heard a lot of people saying his name today and I've been guilty of saying his name wrong as well. I've even been listening to a few well, uh, it's not Will, Portuguese. It? Yeah, it's Sebuc uh, Wild or something like that. So Sebuc yeah so i've been couldn't say both wild for too long so i apologize to, to i called him, him wild live today by mistake <laughs> on the eager stream it's a patron of the One channel of patrons yeah just got a yeah. bit muddled up they heard gil gross calling shout him something to, shout out to wild live if he's listening. yeah shout out uh i've heard gil gross calling him something even he sounds german or something what he's saying but uh at least he's making a better attempts to to get the name right but I saw it 10 to 1, him against Medvedev. I just thought, that's crazy. I, I so him coming in. No, I wish I had. Didn't uh, do it in the bracket? No, didn't. Right. Silly, really. Should have had a qualifier to watch, and I uh, just well, silly. Let's get straight into it. So, Medvedev versus Saboff Wild. I'm yes. sorry, Ben. I'm going to have to stick with that because it's in my yeah. mind and it's too do late. It. No. So, next tweet. Let's do it. So, this is my favorite one, and it just shows. Medi in his full troll mode. Troll, troll mode. So here we yeah. go. Medi on the clay. Halts the possible resurgence of Zverev at Monte Carlo. Inadvertently causes Sissipas' family drama in Rome. Then actually goes on and wins a Masters 1000 <laughs> on clay. Uh, then makes it possible for Adkarad Djokovic to land in the same half, half at Roland Garros and ruins that completely by playing so well on clay. Then, seeing that he's done his job of being a full troll, <laughs> he then goes out in round one to ruin the whole draw and go full troll mode. So go down a little bit and then you can see the image yeah. of him. Great tweet. I did That's retweet nice. it. <laughs> That's and her style. Job though. done. That's exactly what he wanted to do, right? If that's what his ambition was, was just to come in. He hates Clay that much that he wanted to ruin Roland Garros for everybody else. Then he's doing a great job of it. I'm, I, for me, he hasn't quite ruined it. He's just ruined his own chances. And for, there's some other people on his side of the draw that he's actually made it a lot better. Somebody who has a few carrots for following him around this tournament is very, very happy right now. And JG probably very happy too. And that will. Yeah, that's it. The player roulette player for you being Yannick Sinner. And, well, that was his main foe on that side. Maybe Holger Luna as well. Maybe Kasper Ruud. But still, without Daniel in there, the, the Masters Rome champion, now it all looks a bit brighter, doesn't it? And Holger Luna dropping a set to Chris Eubanks today as well not looking top-notch. Anything's possible. And Yannick Sinner, there's no better opportunity now. There's no excuses. Now is the opportunity. Mm -hmm. 
So I like what you're doing. You're putting pressure on him, Ben. You're being a bit nasty, aren't I you? The, I think the carrots are putting the pressure on him. They're they're everywhere. They're, they're, they're making. We had them in our live chat. We had to burn them. <laughs> they're out there, all dressed as carrots. <laughs> the carrots. It was genius. But that match today, um, from what I was watching of it, I thought uh, Medvedev said it himself. He struggles to get power in into his shots a lot on this surface. And the one thing that uh, like Sabos Vild was doing was it was brilliant. I thought that he was just he just looked like your perfect clay court player out there. He's a grinding player. He's got powerful shots. And he just played much better in the longer rallies, I felt. He was dominating Medvedev in a lot of these rallies. And it took a lot of grit and determination to get it over the line because he's not easy to finish off Medvedev. Well, Medvedev did speak about the balls and he complained saying that with these balls, it's very difficult to strike the ball hard. And he said players like Alcaraz, Sissipas, they're going to benefit a lot from using these balls, but they're the worst possible ones for him because it's all about the wrist action. And someone who can generate a lot of power through the wrist will do well in in this situation. And he feels like he's not one of them. Another tweet from him, or quote from him, which has been put into a tweet, is a little bit more comedic, a bit more Medvedev. <laughs> and that is, every time the clay court season ends, I'm happy. I don't know if people like to have clay in their bags, in their shoes, the socks, white socks. You can throw them in the garbage <laughs> after clay season. Maybe some people like it. I don't. <laughs> well, who, who, who likes having just like stuff you have to throw away? I mean, when we spoke to uh, Francisco Solundolo, he's, said that to you he's like oh no just have to chuck them away you can't reuse any of the clothes that you wear in clay court season they're just gone just stained Uh, unless they're a memento of a really great match why else would you keep them just all these really horrible stained white socks is that enough Uh, enough of a reason to hate the clay courts Ben? no i I like them (laughs) but the one thing is seventy thousand dollars not enough by a pair of socks You'd think so. You'd think you'd have more than enough to be able to buy. Oh, forget some more that prize money just for this. What about the extra other millions in the bank? Well, that's exactly right. I mean, the one thing which is obviously like a little bit surprising is the style of play that he loves to do, which is this like gritty, grindy, just loves a long rally. It just that didn't really work like today in that match. Like, uh, well, I mean, Thiago... he was very close. Let's be honest. He's not like he got smacked out the park. Went to five. It was tight. Only one breaker serve in it, and yeah. it was fine margins. And he come up against a player who's in inspired form on the clay courts, who I think can trouble a lot, a lot of other players in the draw who are yes. also high seed. So I don't want to be too harsh on Medvedev's play today. That's... I think he just come up against someone in good form, and maybe he wasn't quite at it. The warning signs were there in the final round of qualifying. Like he was, he'd won. I think now he's won twenty six out of his last thirty matches on clay. And that and to beat like Dominic Cope for double breadstick in the final round of qualifying, he was in great form as well. He'd won about twenty matches on clay this year as well. That for me was the warning sign from for Medvedev, and I think he knew that it was going to be a really tough match. Just proved to be. And we, we were talking about him when he won that uh, his first, well, his only ATP Tour title. We said that he's going to push on from this. He's probably going to be an incredible player. And he just dropped off massively, unfortunately, after that. Well, he's got that domestic abuse case sort of lingering around him and yeah, people asking him good. about that in the press room as well. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know much about it, so I'm not going to comment, but same. Never good that never good when you're being known for more things offside the outside the court which are negative than all the positive things he does on it. Most definitely. Very very sad that that's the thing that uh, is coming up. But this is the world. You're in the media, so you've got to keep yourself squeaky clean, really. But let's move on from uh, that and move on to the next one. And this one, interesting, it's sort of like a, a segue moving on to the other five-set match, which finished the day. But this one's sort of like the in-between. And Here we go. The magic <laughs> of Monfils. We have to talk about This is a big, big segment of this podcast what, how magical was it? And before the match started, you've got here Galman Feast, Alex Ferev, talking in the locker room about Sebastian Baez. Because as we know, Zverev beat Baez last year in five sets at Roland Garros, in which he had to save a match point. Um, and he was talking about how well he was playing, that forehand, how deadly it is. A little bit of tennis gossip, as the tennis letter calls it. And how <laughs> ironic is it that few hours after this, Monfils is out there playing bias and it also goes to five sets and he also comes back from an improbable position to win in five. Uh, I was so shocked by this res- this result and I-, I was worried for him. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I thought, well, I think you had bias in your bracket, right? Yeah. I went yeah, Monfils, I, I, Ben. I, I, believe. Didn't give Mon- I didn't give Monfils a chance and I Ooh. feel really bad about it. Like, in fact, he was in France. I thought he wouldn't push that final push to be able to get stuff over the line. And he's proved me massively wrong. And I think he's proved a lot of people wrong as well. Like, the desire to come back from four love down in the final set when pretty much done and dusted that for most players. So, fair play to him. I mean, there's some good tweets coming up as well. So, I don't want to... uh, yeah, exactly. Let's get through these tweets because there's a lot to speak about with Monfils. And this is a quote from him saying, at free love down in the fifth, I told myself, I haven't won a match since I'm a dad and my daughter is in Paris. I got to get one for her. <laughs> so he used having a child now as an extra little push to get it over the line. We've seen Svitolina turn around her fortunes on the tennis court and play a little yeah. bit better. Now Monfils has done it as well. And that's his first win. I believe it was since August. I think I saw a tweet saying... the next one, isn't it? And I think it's just so remarkable. Look at this. Yeah. I think, does it say August there? Yeah. That's at the bottom there, yeah. Yeah. First tour level win since August. He was four love down and four five down in the fifth. He then come back to win seven five. Uh, Morgado described it as an absolutely unbelievable atmosphere, unforgettable. And it wasn't even packed. There was a lot of empty seats as well, but it just seemed to be a real football party-like atmosphere. Everyone yeah. getting behind him and he gave everything. Every single drop of energy he had, he gave it. You can see some of the images if you just scroll yeah. down of the emotion of him laying down. He was crying on the floor. The The winner, he, he saw it was a passing shot to clinch match point, just clipped the top of the net and landed over. It was actually quite a challenging shot. I thought he wasn't going to get it, sneak it, sneak it past Bias. Just incredible to play at that level of tennis for how many hours was it? Four, it was four about hours. About four hours, yeah. 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 Just under. Yep. Just under four hours. It's just special. And Bias is no slouch on a clay court. I know he's had a bit of a dip in form. You could argue maybe he was better last year when he played Sverev. Uh, I think he would even admit to that. But still, 
He's turned the corner slightly the last month or so. He can yeah. still play good tennis. Difficult player. <laughs> no one wants to play Baez on a clay court, especially in a best of five scenario, because he can push and he's got the endurance to do so. Monfils managed it. And it was a bit of a moment what reminded me like Andy Murray not too yeah. long ago against Kokonakis. These two greats of the game. Monfils has been playing for so long. In fact, I've never, from when I started watching tennis, I'm not going to give away my age, but <laughs> I've never watched tennis without him really in it. That's how it feels. I can't recall no. ever watching tennis without Monfils. It's the same with Federer. Yeah, I've been turned pro in 2004. So it's absolutely crazy to think. That, but he's 36 years old now and still doing the damn thing. Three hundred Murray. Yeah, 394 in the world. And in on a, I believe it was protected ranking anyway, but he still. He would have been a wild card. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I just think the atmosphere, I know that we've spoken about like missing Rafa, but like I said, yes, was it yesterday or the day before? I think it was when we were covering Djokovic. I feel that the French are stepping up in the absence of Rafa on the Dow. Yeah, but it's always time. like that, though, Ben. Like when Rafa's yeah, there, there's always a good atmosphere for the French players. Look at all the ones with Monfils, Songa, yeah, yeah, always Gaston. <laughs> yeah, or it's always was... good. Hugo Ombat, I remember one year was quite good. Gaston, of course, is a good good name to mention. That's always been there. The only thing we're missing is Rafa on top of that. Uh, but at least we're still getting the solid, reliable French crowd supporting the French players. And in a way, I'm a bit jealous because we don't do the same for British players at Wimbledon. We do, but it's got a different feel. It's not so powerful. I, I don't, don't feel think. like we have since Murray, to be honest. like Murray. Was yeah, the, the Murray one. ones were, I guess. But it, this just seems to have a different kind of atmosphere it's, it's, it's more, like the italians as well it's not, well. So, they do it's not so tennessee yeah but the, the italians do the same for the likes of fanini and the likes of sinner like you see mm-hmm. that the, they come out in their droves and they chant and they well, do there's no slam in italy but i feel like it would be the sim- similar yeah, thing wouldn't it in rome. rome they're louder in rome than they are at wimbledon that's the thing they have chants they do it it's like, like you say like football it's almost like a football stand when you've got these type of players playing but the british fans this is, I wouldn't say for everybody, but the British fans who like tennis uh, aren't probably football fans as well. <laughs> that's your typical one. So that's why you don't get it. But in Italy, they probably just love all sports. Same as France. They're just, just yeah, big that's true. sports fanatics. So That's a good point. Anyway, but yeah, Monfils can't congratulate him enough. And how crazy is it? Svitolina comes, but we were at Svitolina's comeback tournament. And then Svitolina's now won a tournament before coming in. She's now played. Yeah, they both turned the corner together. It's incredible. What a lovely story. I mean, they've had their child and now they're both back on the tour and playing well. (laughs) Brilliant. Who's he got next in the, who's he got in the next match? Holger Luna. (laughs) Wow. Doesn't get much harder than that. Careful what you wish for. Well, uh, let's see. You never, never, you never know. Never say never in these type of things. But I think we've got we another one, Ben. On... So if you go to the next one, is there? I think the next one was a Bianca one. That I've got. Yeah. I thought there was one more on fees, but not. Oh, it was. It was a Abby G one, but I got rid of it. Oh, okay. No worries. Let's, <laughs> let's let's move on to the next segment then. All right. So the next one was we were going to speak about. 
Bianca Andreescu. Um, did you want to speak about any more of the five sets on the men's, or could we, should we come back to them? We can just mix it up. It's fine. Right, it's Let's fine. just speak about Bianca because she put this tweet out saying, all heart. She's had a really tough couple of years. You could probably extend that really since the uh, triumph at the, at the US Open. Yeah. So many different injuries. The one recently where she was sort of wheeled off the court. <laughs> It was horrible. Uh, screaming in agony. Sort of, I forget what it was. Was it ankle? An- she rolled? Yeah, ankle. It just seems to be endless with her. So it's nice to just see a little bit of fortune and her doing well on a clay court. Is it her surface? Probably not. Can she do well? Definitely can. Her heart seems to be a little bit more in tennis now. She did lose a, a bit of the love for the sport. Covey did an excellent job covering this match and it did live up to it. It went all the way to three sets and well, Azarenka is a difficult player to play and Andreescu managed to beat her. And you never know, she might go on a little run now. I hope so. I mean, she's never been past the, well, the second round, so she's equaled her best now. If I'm hoping that she can get through the, the next match as well. The the next match is against Navarro. The, yeah, the I saw US that. That's, that's what I was saying. It doesn't seem that bad. Nice. So she's actually um, got an opportunity. She She's... Let's be honest, not to be disrespectful to Navarro, but it's a lot easier than Azarenka. So, yeah, yeah, keep this going. Keep fit. That's the big thing because it doesn't matter who she plays. If physically she's not up to it, Navarro will beat her. So if she can keep fit, keep healthy, she can beat her and then you never know. Exactly right. Uh, I'm, well, you know, I've, I've, I have thought big things of her from the back end of last year and I thought that she was going to be in the top 10 at come the end of the year. I still think it's possible. But like you said, body has to stay together. And I just hope that she pushes herself to the limit. But just keep your body in check while you're doing it. That's all I'm going to say. But well done to her. She's the only uh, after. Well, no, actually, that's a lie. I was going to say she's the only Canadian to shout about. Chapo had his little thing that he did where he did a medical timeout at the end of the fourth and then won the fifth. Felix terribly went out, but he was ill. And we'll forgive yeah. him a little bit for that. And Leila Fernandez still going strong. She'll be playing Clara Towson tomorrow. So that'll be an exciting matchup. We'll be covering yeah. that one. Um, right. So I just want to touch on some of these other matches. I've just got a list of some of the results. So let's just go down and just have a look who's going through. We've got Jerry going through really comfortably. This one, well, Jerry's on a mad bit of form. I don't know if you yep. can skip past him like that. He's the player who, as a low-ranked player, is the most feared. He's got to be. Yeah, I mean, it's ter- terrible if you've got him in your little section. He's just won a tournament, hasn't yeah. he? He's an unseeded beast. It's one of my... Uh... Reminds me of Kasper Ruud that year he played when he was first breaking through as a bit of a worrying player. And Jerry's certainly like that. Dangerous, really good. A good section as well. He's up against Tommy Paul next. That's a winnable match. And then Lehechka or Giron in the next round as well. Oh, he can keep going. That's the thing. It just depends how his body holds out because he played a lot of tennis. That's it. Nishioka. I mean, JJ Wolf, that was an upside down match. JJ Wolf losing from two sets up. Nishioka through. Tommy Paul through in straights against Stricker. Casper yeah. Rude, he's getting the luck again, I feel. Daniel going out. He's on that side of the draw again. Casper Rude, I said all he'd need was a decent draw, and he's a danger in this tournament. He could make the final. 
It's very yeah. possible. Yeah, for sure. He's just doing what he does. Uh, but he could lose. I don't know. I'm not being convinced by Rude. So if he gets, if he doesn't have to play anyone too good, then why not? He can always beat sort of the players way below him. Ravasori over five hours, ridiculous match. I feel sorry. <laughs> look at the score. I mean, how sorry do you feel for Kesmanovic? He had match points in the third, and then you end up going to three tie breaks. And look how close well, they were. It was two sets up. 10-8 and 11-9 in two of the tie breaks. This just, oh, just you got to feel for the guy. He, he tried his best, but well played to the Italian. He got a violation. Or something, you got some kind of what's it called? Uh, like a code warning. Code code warning, because a ball from one of the other courts come on the court. Mm. So what he did is he hit it back onto the other court, like out yeah. of the thing, and then he got in trouble for that. Yeah, I don't think he should be doing that. What do you mean you shouldn't be doing that? If a ball you comes could hit over, anybody. I'll grow up, Ben. Well, it could hit someone in the crowd. That's, that's probably that's embarrassing that. that you think that. What? That's why they probably say not to do it, to hit balls out the stadium. When they if just the ball them. comes in, just hit it out and hit it back. It's fine. Yeah, but have you ever seen when they go like, ah, in anger, and they smack it out the stands? That's the reason, because there's people walking around. It was around a very controlled time. hit out there. I didn't see it, so I can't And it really landed comment. back into the other one. If it, As long as it was a nice, soft one, it's all right. Yeah, if it, was it wasn't a hard that bad, one, man. And everyone right. just got, I thought you ridiculous. meant it was just like, he just went like, bang, just whacked it like they do in anger. It wasn't an angry one. He was just trying to hit it back. We had, we had uh, Gaston out, so Shot, his bad yeah. luck continues. He's not getting any money to he's pay off bad. that fine. Yeah, he's playing really bad at the moment. And yeah, he's straight out. Bublik out in a really crushing match. Zverev Another Italian. Threw him five. We spoke about Medvedev. Rusevori went five and he... Just about held on. Barrera was coming back into that one, and yep. he also had the crowd. Uh, Peya like... come back and beat Quentin Hellis well, in a really tight one. One of the craziest stories. All another person, another uh, older player. He's not even that old, is he, Pella? But he's just been out. He's had a lot of misfortune. How old is he? No, he's th- he's thirty three. Yeah, but he's another player completely wrote off in the first round and. Well done. Turned around all of his fortune. And he's a good, he is a good clay quarter. Yeah, brilliant. Rindonet beat Gasquet. A bit disappointed about that. Skatov just did what... <laughs> I mean, did was it worth coming <laughs> coming through qualifying? <laughs> well, he's still got paid, so I guess... Well, let's talk about Hampton. The lucky loser wow. who just about got in. <laughs> At 4 all in the fifth set, Montero had a smash... On yeah. top of the net at 40 love up. Like when I say on top of the net, it was an easy smash and smashed it into the net. He then had another one at juice at four all to give away break point and he missed another smash. There's oh, a video it's circulating all over. He's missed two smash on top of the net. Oh, it, savage. And that is that's ultimately why he lost. I thought if he makes either of them, it's a different match and well, it goes probably to a tie break and then it's a close one. I had that as a 50-50 match for sure, that, that match as well, because Montero's... I'm surprised the bookies... He's the, a fighter. He's a bit book, like a Rafa, but not as good. The bookies gave like 1.36 there for Hamfa. I thought that was pretty like generous. Especially Montero, 3.2. I thought that was good, decent odds, but... I thought Hamfa was always going to win, but... 
close match. But well done to Hampman, one of ours, through again. That's what we like to see. We've got Sarundalo through. We've got Hampman through. We've got, uh, who else? Karatsev through. <laughs> we've got them all coming through. That's what we like to see. Uh, we've spoken about Mila Andreeva, incredible talent. I yeah, love Andy Murray sent her a text, and that's why she thinks she's doing so well. I love her confidence on the mic as well. She's just so confident, full of joy, full of just like youthful exuberance with talking to all of the panelists and stuff. A great personality. So, fantastic. Yeah, Kathy told me to watch uh, a few videos of her on the mic. Yeah, and Definitely. Yeah, I did watch it. And she's She's great. Yeah, yeah. So a good personality it matches. And she's, she's, do you hear what she was saying about Sabalenka as well? She said, wow, she absolutely whooped my ass in, uh, was it Madrid? Said, maybe I'm going to get my revenge on her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's what we want to hear. Some fighting talk. She's going to take it to Saba if she gets to play. That's what I want to hear. Uh, well, you got this one right. I got it completely wrong. Pharaoh out, battered by Peterson. Yeah. Um, Bauschkova, a seed out. Any others to really... Jabir did well. Nosakova, yep. glad that she's keep going through. Saliba's yes. Tormo is one who I like here, who, yeah, I, I knew she was going to win. I think she could make a little... She could go for a few rounds, for sure. A weird match, that one. I had my eye on that one because I thought Burrell may cause the upset, no. but she didn't. The only well, thing, it... the reason she could is because she's French. Yeah, but she's been in good form. That's the thing coming in. But yeah, then she, tall, it, it went like hours. up and down. She was up a break, then she was down a break, then she was up a break again. It was just one of those. I think Tormo did all right. I don't know if it was last round girl, the one before. She likes it. Yeah, yeah she's very good. Uh, so stay her out. Um, <sighs> that's Paolini, annoying. that's good for me. Uh, pick that one. And um, Rebecca through. I mean, did wasn't convincing, but she just did enough. I saw the stats for that one. I saw that uh, Rabakina, <laughs> the winners to unforced errors, 33 winners, 26 unforced errors. And then it looked like uh, Fravitova was just keeping it in play, like 11 winners, 22 unforced errors. So she obviously was just getting out here. It's not terrible. I mean, no, it was pretty Eagle's good. worse. Despite the way she, despite the score like that, Igor, I thought, was a bit suspect in that first set. Probably the worst yeah. I've seen her play this year. I'm still proud of Brenda that she put up a bit of a fight, at least in the first set against Rabakina. And Andreeva's sister out. Yep. That's unfortunate for her. And... I think it's come a little bit too soon for her. Yep. Uh, and Martic beating Rogers. So not many more to speak about. Nope. And yeah, that's our summary of all of the round one results let us know what your thoughts are in the comment section below me and ben are going to be back i guess it is today when this comes out for <laughs> more tennis action we are into round two now so the draw has <sighs> been cut in half on the men's and the women's we're going to be covering as many matches as we can the big one tomorrow is going to be on center court in the evening under the lights novak Djokovic. we've got sister pass start in the morning offner someone who you're going to see on all of our intros carlos alcaraz in action on the women's vondrusova someone who's ben's got going very far uh stearns is a very popular one in our live chat she's got yeah. ostapenko might be worth covering if we can find someone to do so um, and then a real classic with two young guns, two players are like Towson or Fernandez. That is a real bracket decider for me. Or if you like the Belarusians, we have Sabalenka, Shymanovic. Yeah, 
some really, really good matches on tomorrow. I'm looking forward. Alcalaz will also be gracing the courts as well tomorrow. But yeah, blink and you might miss him. That's all I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> he, he does be... look good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap this one up. Make sure you've hit the like button, subscribed if you're new, and join us for the matches. Come yeah, on. see you tomorrow. Vamos, Carlos. <laughs>